0: Greg and Dan show on WMBD. Greg Batten and Dan Oreo, 742. We visit with Chris Setti, CEO of the Greater Peoria Economic Development Council on Monday morning. Started out years ago when we were all trying to figure out all right, uh, we're shutting down uh, who's helping who during COVID, and then we've expanded since then. Good to see you, sir. How are you? Good morning. Uh, since we last talked last week, uh, I think it was since we talked uh, recently, announced that a uh, hotel development is going to happen right out our window, actually. The old Sully's is one of the markers mm-hmm. on this block, ICC Building 2. And um, and that seems like great news, $57 million. And uh, immediate, immediately, a couple of things happened. Uh, people, uh, one was like, oh, we can't have another Paramar Cat situation well, this is not that, right? This and It is, to, is, this is absolutely to, not that. This is, I don't want to get into all the deep weeds of the Permarket necessarily, but but this is a company that says, hey, we identify a need. We think we can make money. We would like to come to your town right. and build a hotel. It's, 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 it goes as simple as that, does it not?
1: Yeah, I think that you know, the, the, from the, the structure of the deals, and, and I, I realize sometimes that I uh, peoria is small enough that you know uh and and there aren't as it's not like the constant flow of deals that happen in a in a much bigger city like chicago so uh we automatically maybe just assume that one deal is just like the other and and there's there's a lot of you know bad feelings about the way the pair market kind of played out with some of its uh the financing and the developer uh this is not that this is a um you know another private developer um who's who's uh been working at this for years, by the way. I mean, I I work, when I was the city of Peoria. He and I were talking, and that was five years ago. And so his name he, is Keith Weinstein. Keith Weinstein. Um, okay. And uh, uh, but in this case, the city is not so in the per Marquette deal. The you know the the city of Peoria basically you know granted a bunch of dollars uh, and borrowed against future revenues in order to make that happen. Um, in in this case, it's what we call pay as you go. So uh, uh, Keith and his development group will just get rebated all of the tax increment that they produce, but the city is not on the hook for anything. So if he, if the hotel doesn't happen, um, <clears throat> they don't get you know, the developer doesn't get anything, and the city's not out anything. If right. the developer fails in some way, if the if the uh, um, you know if it doesn't have the occupancy, it does. There's there's no risk for the city here uh, because it's just a rebate of those taxes that are and, that and that's paid. how TIF works. Uh, so TIF can work in a couple of different ways. But TIF is a really powerful tool um, that's really about addressing blight in a, you know, in, a, in an area. And uh, the, the the basis for TIF is what's called the but for clause, like but for this incentive happening, these things wouldn't happen. And so when we think about the warehouse district, all of that was, those were TIFs. And I can tell you, having looked at financials of a lot of the different uh, developments that happened in the warehouse district, that if it weren't for the additional revenue that comes from tax increment financing, uh, you know, these deals just wouldn't happen. And so, uh, you know, kind of the way it works is that uh, an area has a particular, you know, tax base uh, when a TIF is created. And then as development happens, um, the increase in those in that tax base, the way that it gets taxed, um, is is captured by the TIF. So ordinarily, a, a property would increase in value. If your house increases in value, mm-hmm. um, the same taxing bodies are still applying their levies, and they're getting a little bit more because your your um, your property is worth more. In a in a in a TIF, that base is frozen. Property the all the taxing authorities still get the same taxes on that base. Uh, But as it increases, that additional, that increment, the tax increment, is captured. And then there's a variety of ways you can use it. In this case, the city is actually going to be rebating it to the property owner. But these are things that that you have to kind of... Imagine, we don't have a laboratory where we're kind of running, uh, you know, where we're running, this is what, this is what would happen if it didn't, yeah. we didn't have a TIF, and this is what yeah. would happen if we do have a TIF. So you have to kind of believe that a property like, the program like this, $57 million, without this revenue stream, which he's building into his capital stack, um, just simply not going to happen. So you're not really losing anything. Uh, in, in in that thinking because uh, because this, this is simply not going to happen without the inside. Plus,
2: time. TIFs are used by other cities. It's a way to stay competitive. Uh, and, and I think 48
1: businesses. out of 50 states have TIF yeah. law. And, and yeah, it's been around for a
2: long time. Yeah. The, the, the other objection to people is and, and uh, it's, it's up to the hotel. They're the ones that did the research. But people are like, do we really need more hotel space? And I believe you and uh, uh, J.D. D'Alfonso have said, more than not, we're short of hotel space. I know J.D. said
0: that. I'm not sure about you, Chris.
2: Yeah. And and, and in some situations, with Louisville Slugger going, with big concerts coming in, sometimes, and, and other events around town that people don't even know about, State Cross Country may be in one is that people are going to Galesburg and Bloomington to get hotels.
1: It is uh, I'll, I'll allow JD and the and the folks at Discover Peoria yeah. to really comment on on tourism and and what our needs are. Yeah. We certainly have um moments where everything is absolutely booked and sure. and that that's that you know and and I imagine uh that that we do have a, a greater need for hotel rooms, but the reality is is this not it's not me to say, you know, I mean how many more uh burger joints might we need or well, pizza that, places a might we good need. Point. You know, if somebody, somebody says
0: hey, I'm bringing a brand new donut shop to town, nobody goes, we don't need another donut. Right. You know, with yeah. every, hey, this is what free markets about. I Take you know, a shot at
1: it. I assume that uh that Mr. Weinstein and the development company yeah. have worked with their financiers <laughs> yeah. to uh yeah. and that you know that these folks aren't just going to lend him money for something that they don't think will work. Sure. And um,
2: another 50 apartments which right. I know you have said there is so much demand downtown For more living, right? I I think
1: first, just on the hotel, I think it's important to recognize that this may not open until twenty twenty seven, and we don't like we're looking at it in today's terms of what we need and what we don't need. We're still kind of crawling out of COVID and and the impact on our tourism visitor economy. Second, Dan, that's a great point. It it, kind of lost in all this is the fact that we have some additional uh, um, residential units. And, and just the redevelopment of that block, you know, you've got the wonderful work that OSF did, you know, right across the, right across the street. Caterpillar's poured millions actually into renovating its, uh, its downtown office building. Distillery Labs will be right on the other side. That hopefully, uh, that will get uh, under construction here by the end of the year. That's a $12 million renovation. That's all good news for downtown Peoria. And and that's what people should be excited when people are willing to take a bet and say, I want to invest my money in,
0: Uh, you know, in downtown Peoria, we should be um, excited about yeah, that. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, it's good to see you. I hope you have a good week. Uh, anything exciting on the EDC agenda this week? Any big meetings? Anything you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, just, work, just, just doing, working just working away. I don't. I'm trying, I, uh, I, I'm, I evidently I'm no going to have summits? no summits. No summit. There are no
1: summits. I do. I, you know what? I do actually uh, on Wednesday, which it sounds like is going to be pouring down rain. So <laughs> that's not so good. We do have a, uh, another um, company coming, a Brazilian company, that, oh. a startup that is looking at, at the Peoria area uh, well. for being their North American headquarters.
0: Perhaps so. they are uh, used to the rain. Forest. I don't know where heard, in Brazil yeah, they I, might be, I, but we'll just pretend. We'll, we'll all have pretend. good umbrellas for yeah, them. It's good to see And, you.
2: and real quick, too, yeah. uh, Greg had a. We're one of 16 cities to uh, have um, a, a down payment that's lower while everyone else is going up. Ours is lower. Yeah, and as you as can a, get a small home. Well, on 33000
0: a year. We are one of 16 cities in the United States that allows, uh, the, or the, the, the economics are such that you can be making $33,660 and still find a way to get a down mm-hmm. payment on a house. That's incredible. We should be proud of that. We should. We're yeah. the most, one of the most yeah. affordable housing markets yeah. in America. Chris Setti, EDC, good to see you, man.